0: presented in this program are going to express the specific fears of a knife in a building fellowship. Now I listen to the hydrogates working in Newark. <laughs> Welcome back to Culture Insanity, episode number nine. Uh, Just a quick test to make sure everything's good. Does it look good on your end?
1: Well, I mean, it looks fine, but it was like right now it's redlining in sound, and I'm not really sure what's up with that. So I'm going to test it on my end, but you can keep going.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, last time we had some sound issues, but just trying to make sure that that is better for this time around. So, yeah, welcome back to. The Culture Insanity Podcast, episode number nine, as I said. Um, if you saw our Facebook page just now, you'd know that today, I don't think there's any spoilers, so no need for the spoiler alert um, loud horn for you, but uh, some of the topics we're going to be going over, because some people are asking that we you know, give that up front, uh, so that, yeah, they can basically decide when and, when and how they want to listen. But talking a little bit about Super Bowl commercials, talking a little bit about... Um, an article or an interview Erica Badu, the singer, had about um, her views on a certain Adolf Hitler (laughs) and talking about um, just filmmaking and what level is acceptable to go to to, in order to capture authentic filmmaking, I suppose, because that's a hot topic nowadays. And then finally, um, yeah, there's a whole bit about James Franco and, you know, he was – snubbed if if you believe that from you know an uh an Oscar nomination because of you know certain heat that he's under right now so talking a little bit about that um if there's time you know we might get to a little movie review Josh and I watched a movie that's interesting to talk about or you know maybe some black panther hype and uh, talking about if it's it's just well founded or not so yeah excited to get back into the swing of things again episode number 9 so yeah, uh, with that said, I guess we'll just uh, jump right into it, the most uh, relevant thing, since we're like, like not quite a week removed from the Super Bowl. But um, as always, the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 52, offered up some interesting um, commercials, some of them good, some of them hilarious, some of them exciting, like all the movie trailers pretty much, mm-hmm. Um and some of them controversial, as per usual. You're always guaranteed like probably one controversial um, commercial. Um, usually it's Apple. I feel like doesn't Apple always have like stuff that like at least I don't know for, whatever like, Christian person is like mm, yeah red I flags so. yeah Apple yeah. I just remember like the Robin Williams. That was an Apple commercial, right?
1: Yeah, it was taken from a movie, Dead
0: Poets Society. Yeah, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, yeah. I remember taking issue with that. I'm gonna look that commercial up. <laughs> yeah, so, so this year, I think the most controversial. There's probably two. Um, we'll go with the less interesting one, but there was a Toyota commercial, um, and you know, for those of you that have seen it, so probably most of the people in this country, because for whatever reason. The Super Bowl is, like, the most watched event in America. Mm -hmm. So, beats me. Think it's silly. Don't like football. Like sports. Don't like football. But there was a Toyota commercial. um, So, car commercials is the trending topic for this one. But uh, where, let's see if I can remember correctly. It was, like, advertising Toyota pickup trucks and, like... A Catholic priest, like, you know, stepped away from, you know, his job. And then, like, he gets picked up by, like, a Jewish rabbi and uh, an Islamic priest or something. I don't know what you'd call that. Right. but I can't remember what that's called. Yeah. And then, like, they picked up, like, a Buddhist monk or something and, and maybe one other person. But, yeah, the thing progresses and they're, like, you know, at a at a game, and they meet up with some, like, Catholic, some nuns or something, and they, like, save their seats, and, you know, at the end of the commercial, they throw up on there, on the on the commercial, like, we're all on one team or something like that, and, you know, it's advertising Toyota trucks, but it's just interesting and very specific on their part, just what they're using to uh, illustrate their point i guess right specific religious figures like i was thinking about it like yesterday or something like it'd be one thing if they use like just like um different nationalities of people or right. you know <laughs> right, right, right like an, an asian person and maybe right. a black person and a white person and you know whatever it may be and then you can throw that message up there and it'd be definitely a lot less controversial i'd say you know um just the concept you know tr- you know treating people as equals. Um but instead they threw up their this imagery of, you know, different religions and you know, we're all one team, you know, we're all we can all get to the same same, I don't know, truth or whatever, no matter what you believe. Right. It's a universalist. Yeah, universalist. And so thought that was interesting and not so subtle, very overt and in your face and just yeah, just more on that trend of, yeah, the opposite of what it is that we believe, I guess, so, I don't know. Excuse me, guys, I'm not feeling great. Yeah, Josh is getting off a cold, so, but, so there was that, and that was annoying, um, but whatever. But the more controversial uh, commercial was the Dodge Ram, or maybe not Dodge, I heard- It that, was Ram. I heard that Dodge doesn't own Ram trucks, or the-, the something like that anymore. I could be wrong. Whatever. Ram Trucks, we'll just call it that. Ram Trucks did a commercial and they used uh a segment of a Martin Luther King Jr. sermon. So, I'll just play the audio for you guys.
2: If you want to be a part of, wonderful if you want to be recognized wonderful if you want to be great wonderful but recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant that's a new definition of greatness by giving that definition of greatness it means that everybody can be great you don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle sir. you don't have to know theory of You only need a heart full of grace, soul generated by love. Yeah, so
0: I mean, definitely like a powerful commercial. Um, just the very nature of who MLK Jr. was, I think. You know, and the the effectiveness and the, like the the truth behind some of the. The stuff he was talking about Um, And especially like in the commercial Like the imagery they're using You know like pictures of firefighters And pictures of like military people And you know so on and so forth Like helping each other out and stuff But what's interesting about that commercial Is that In the same commercial that they Using a How do I say this They're using a part of a sermon Or speech that he gave To sell cars right Right, but in that exact same speech or sermon, he's like completely speaking against this exact thing that they're doing. And I mean, it's pretty instant. I'd say, um, like the backlash that started coming up on social media and stuff, right? Um, against some. Okay. Just here's here's the the uh, the part of his sermon that would you know speak again speak to this.
2: Uh, The presence of this instinct explains why we are so often taken by advertisers. You know, (laughs) uh, those gentlemen of massive verbal persuasion. And they have a way of saying things to you that kind of gets you in the bind. In order to be a man of distinction, you must drink this whiskey. In order to make your neighbors envious, you must drive this type of car. to be lovely to love, you must wear this kind of um, lipstick or this kind of perfume. And you know, before you know it, you're just buying that stuff. And i have to drive this car because it's something about this car that makes my car a little better than my neighbor's car. Amen. I am sad to say that the nation in which we live is the supreme culprit. And I'm going to continue to say it to America... So there's that. There's that. I feel
0: sad for MLK. I can't help but think that he's, like, turning in his grave, you know? And so, I mean, I think the question is, how can you believe anything that's, like, being presented in the media anymore, you know, with stuff like this? Something that was ta- the words taken from his mouth to advertise and promote something which is the exact opposite of what he was talking about in in his sermon, or whatever. it's a sermon, right? Is that a sermon? It's a sermon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would say it's the exact opposite, but it's a complete. The application of it is different than what he intended, and it takes the focus in a completely opposite direction. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of scary because, like I said, like I mean, I know when I watched it. For the first time, you know, live or whatever, because I did watch it live. I was like, "Dang, that was an intense, that was an intense commercial and powerful because he's a powerful speaker, right?" And so, right. like, what he's saying like can resonate on a deep level. Right. Um, but then you find out that, yeah, like it's completely taken out of context, and you feel, um, you feel so deceived and wronged or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's just like a kind of a scary, scary thing that you know these people t- can do and these like companies can do and like how many people like you know will do or have done their homework on that or like, right, because right. what are we like 60 years on from MLK since he died or something like that so people that don't really know him you know know of him in a real kind of meta way but and this is just another meta way of knowing who MLK Jr. was because right, you know we can buy, in all cases, we can buy Dodge Ram trucks as long as we do it to help people. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, the
1: interesting thing about that, of course, is that it did come from a sermon, and the concept has to do with Christ, and how that relationship with Christ, and specifically, like, the understanding of God's love, creates for us the ability to be great, but then that greatness is... is is a byproduct of service, right? Mm-hmm. So not only is it being like misused in the culture, but then it is also being used in a culture that completely denies, you know, that concept.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, of,
1: of Christ, mm-hmm. like Christ-driven greatness.
0: Mm-hmm. Some of the comments, if you look at the video on YouTube, some of the comments are. Excuse me. I mean, yeah, I said most of the comments on this YouTube video, and there's like a ton of views on it. Um, over over two million. Um, it's encouraging. I think that people like are on that bandwagon, you know. And but you know, I, I bet you there's an equal amount or 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 maybe more that are like, you know, haven't done the homework. Someone said, saying this ad is a little inappropriate is like saying the sun is a little warm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I guess I just think it's interesting. And, um, I think that we just need to be really discerning of of everything, you know, and we should make sure that we don't just intake things, you know, for what right. they are and, you know, do our research and do our homework and know what exactly he's talking about. Like you're saying about, um, who we're supposed to be and who we can be because of Christ and, you know, these kinds of things. But yeah, swear, Super Bowl always offers up these commercials like this, controversial commercials. Yeah, the difficult thing
1: is that what we're dealing with isn't just, I don't know, essentially false advertising. Like, a really cursory search on Google will, like, load up a bunch of... I'm even looking at one right now. Um, This is on Business Insider, but it's a whole list of, like, false advertising scandals. Like, Kellogg said Rice Krispies could boost your immune system back in 2010. (laughs) Or later, Kellogg said, mini-wheats could make you smarter in 2013.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole history of, of that kind of stuff in, right? in this country. and I mean, cigarettes used to be good for you. Right, <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> but now we're, talking, now we're talking about something completely different. I mean, in that, we're talking about sort of um, fact. You know, like, this is either wrong or it's right. But intent becomes increasingly difficult to measure as time moves away, even on paper. I mean, that's why it's better to, you know, um, analogically, it's like better to communicate via, um, like, face-to-face communication than it is over text. Because text doesn't carry, uh, you know, intonation and, and things like that, you know? Mm. So, as we get farther and farther away from actual MLK... Um, you know, it becomes more and more dangerous because not only are we messing just with his words and chopping them up, and and fact checking, or, or not only do we run the risk of being wrong in what he said, but then we also run the risk of being wrong in the context of what he meant, and that's a, a whole different thing. And that messes with his with his character and ideology. And quite quite frankly, I mean, that should run really. Um, that should be a really like prescient um, thing for Christians, because that's exactly the issue that we run into with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Is that people take the words of Christ out of the context, not having read anything else that he said, oh, yeah. or any of the context that he says anything in, or sometimes they forget the fact that he's, I don't know, Jewish, and, you know, and then they create their own reality. It wasn't quite... Right. In order to
0: sell, they create their
1: own reality in order to sell whatever they want it to be.
0: Whatever version of God or Christ that yeah. suits their whatever esoteric agenda, ram truck
1: they have to sell us.
0: <laughs> the esoteric <laughs> ram truck. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it's it is it's really scary and then especially for Christians is like we've, you know, we've been seeing this, but if I wasn't a Christian and I didn't believe in presuppositional truth that there was a context that it was set in that there was a a, a specific meaning to it that it wasn't just some some sort of form of art that M. L. K. put out there and whoever comes along can interpret yeah, it however they was. want to. Mm-hmm. There was but, because I believed that it was true and it, and he said it and meant it a certain way. Um, if I didn't believe any of that, then words really have no meaning. Hmm. And that's scary. Like that's really scary to think that, you know, nothing means anything. Like anything that anybody says. And we can say that when we're not um dealing with like high stress like life issues. But, you know, when when we're dealing with like the state of the nation, we're dealing with things where people are gonna go to jail or be killed or you know, I mean words need to mean something.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, what were we just talking about? Oh, I mean, shoot, I guess that's a good, that's a good segue into our next topic. Words mm-hmm. need to mean something, and we've, I know we've touched on this before, but so, Erica Badu, who mm-hmm. most of you probably don't know, was right. she like a soul singer? Like R and B back what the '90s? Yeah, she's not really active anymore. I don't, even, maybe she's not active at all anymore. But no, I don't no. know. She's like well respected in that genre. Yeah. So Erica Badu recently gave an interview to – who was it? I don't know. doesn't matter. Recently had an interview um, where she said something that raised some eyebrows. She basically – let's see if I can find what she said. Uh, I'm not an anti-Semitic person. I don't even know what anti-Semitic was before I was called it. I'm a humanist. I see good in everybody. I saw something good in Hitler. And so people heard that, and they're like, what? What? And Bill Cosby. Yeah. And she'd go on to say, uh, yeah, it says apparently stupefied Marchese or <laughs> Marchese, the interviewer responded, come again. And she says, yeah, I did. Hitler was a wonderful painter. And he said, no, he wasn't. The interviewer said, no, he wasn't. Even if he were, he said, what does that have to do with whether there's any good in him? Mm. So, yeah, going back to this concept of language and words meaning something you know, she comes out the the blocks, comes out the blocks, or comes out the gates, saying that she sees good in Hitler, and I guess the question is, like, is there merit in what she's saying? Uh, I think obviously you have to dig a little deeper than her initial comment, and I think mm-hmm. you can understand what she's saying.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, and I think we talked about this before with maybe it was Kevin Spacey when like all of mm-hmm. his stuff first started surfacing. You know, like. Yes, he's done heinous things, you know, and whatever, but look at, like, the art he's created, you know, and whatever, like his his art form, and he's been seen as, like, one of the greats for decades, right? Right. And so do we just label – we don't just label him good or whatever, you know. We have to be very, like, specific with our words. And so when she says, I see the good in Hitler, I think people are – right to be like, um, red flagged, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But if you just dig a little deeper and if you, I guess are mature enough to be able to, um, appreciate where she's coming from, then it's okay.
1: Yeah. It's a dynamic, complicated situation.
0: You know, I mean, I mean we're talking about like maybe the worst or one of certainly one of maybe like top three sure worst human beings in recorded history sure you know for like what he did and what he put into place and the however many millions of people killed because of his like regime and so on and so forth but so just lit, putting any sort of positive adjective in the same sentence of his name is hard to stomach but yeah dynamic I mean, you have to look at... Uh, always,
1: when somebody says anything that is that is volatile like that, you have to look at the context in which it was said. And she is pointing out that, you know, he... She sees the good in him. Um, I think that that, is, that statement isn't... It's not meant to imply that that he is good ontologically speaking, I think. You know, she's not trying to say that his... Nature is good. I don't
0: think. She she went on to say, and this is, this muddied the waters even more. I uh-huh. think for at least this interview and for a lot of people. But she went on to say, she says the article says uh, she went on a convoluted explanation of her views, which suggested that since Hitler supposedly had a terrible childhood, childhood she could empathize with an abused child. I guess that's just the pieces in me. And the interviewer said, Oh, Pisces, Pisces, yeah. Uh, the interviewer said, Going down the route of Hitler was a child once too is maybe turning the idea of empathy into an empty abstraction. Mm. What do you think about that? I mean, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I, I don't see those things as being mutually
1: exclusive to each other. Mm. I think people think that because somebody did something bad or had a string of doing something bad or was, um, by all intents and purposes, a bad person... Um, by, like, human standards or even moral standards and God's standard. It's like, that doesn't mean that person can't do good things. Yeah, produce
0: good things.
1: And that's, I think that's what I take issue with. And I think that her explanation is a reaction to the reaction to Hitler. So for her, she's going the other way and she's saying, now wait a second, like, he was an artist, you know, and a good artist. Um, you know, and there's something to be said for that. So can you really say that he's absolutely and completely evil? And I think that's the point that she's making and they're forcing her to back it up. And and I I don't think that you can, because that's not really what has to be proven. I think, excuse me, I think it has to go for like, yeah, I think it has to go the other way, sort of ironically, because if you're coming at it from a non presuppositional worldview that people are neither good nor evil, then when you want that presupposition to suggest that people are, are bad, or at least this one person is worse than every other person who lived. Well, where do you get off saying that? Like, where do you get off making the claim that this guy is bad? Like, If your presupposition is that there is no good or bad, that there is no real morality, but somehow this guy breaks the mold of that and is capable of creating that, well, then you're ascribing to him a power in your own worldview that would make him akin to God, you know, or at least the devil, like he's some sort of like extra being that breaks the mold of humanity. And I, I, like... To me, that's you inserting a presupposition. And I think that presupposition is false. I mean, I got into an argument back in Bible study um, a long time ago about Saddam Hussein before he was um, assassinated, right? I think he was assassinated.
2: and
0: He was killed. Like he was by, the, by, by the U.S.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I can't remember if he was like, hung or injected, but yeah. He was, he was captured, captured, him captured and he was killed. Right.
1: So, they were trying to figure out, like, you know, where he was. He was hiding, right? Isn't that what it was? Man, I
0: lived through this. Uh, Yeah, he was hiding in, like, the the foxhole thing. Right. So.
1: And so, we were having a debate in Bible study, and people were like, you know, "Um, I got a solution for you. It's 50 cents for a bullet. Mm. And it's just like. I know some people that would say that.
0: You know, like, I
1: appreciate, like, I can appreciate the idea and, and even the practicality of even the practical, even the practical necessity of Saddam Hussein at that point in time, you know, dying because of what he was causing. I can, I can, I can appreciate the mechanism of that and why that would need to be. And I can feel morally sound about it. Like I I wouldn't feel like that's destroying anything or going against my relationship with God or anything like that. But in terms of enjoying it,
0: in terms of feeling, and that's like the righteous sense. and justified. And that's the sense you get from a lot of people, like yeah. that would suggest that as a solution. Like, right. it would make them feel good, like feel good, and like justice was right. Yeah, I'm not talking about oh, people have that view too. And <laughs> I'm not talking about the righteous indignation
1: of seeing justice play out. Right, I'm not talking about you know, like you feel like things are right again because this heinous murderer has been removed. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, this was this is right and I feel good about that. I'm I'm, I'm even okay with that. I have an issue with, with feeling like that person is somehow worse off than I am and therefore therefore their actions, even though they took them to a much further extent than I ever would um, give me the right then to put myself in the place of God and judge their value as a human being as being less than mine it's just not tenable it's not
0: the way that God sees people like yeah. he, he lies he lies in has, of God yeah how does that end where does that end you know if right. everyone is like sovereign or whatever is that is it, that where that leads like Everyone, like
1: every, if everybody um, is capable of making decisions yeah. about life and death, yeah,
0: yeah, then it's just a free for all. That's what it becomes—anarchy. Yeah, yeah, it becomes
1: chaos. It becomes how you feel in the moment and how much power you have. Yeah, I, for me, it was like sad when people were saying that, and I remember I was the only person in a room full of about thirty. I never heard you talk about this before, but yeah. Yeah, it, I, I was truth be told i like was crying because mm. it was it made me so angry um that people were so flippant with the life of saddam hussein it's like that's a person who's made in the image of god it's like yeah he screwed up
0: and he needs to be put down but that's a sad thing yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't grieve over it yeah. because of how far they've fallen versus rejoice because of what was what's been done now right right rejoice because he somehow
1: deserves to die more than you mm-hmm I think that that, yeah, I don't think it's intellectually honest when people are like that. And I think all you have to do, and this is you know maybe more viral vigil territory, but all you have to do is step outside yourself and look at how easy it was for Hitler to to infiltrate the areas that he was in, whether it was in German society where people, not unanimously okay, but but nonetheless, people went along with him. People, you know, like, like going to Dachau, for instance, and people in the town, they were complicit in that. Mm-hmm. And anybody who thinks that's not true is lying to themselves. I mean, you know, if you look at sort of the left-wing politics of things and how people are so angry about Donald Trump, and it's like, you realize Donald Trump was voted into office.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you, you have to understand, like... People are capable of doing, and I'm not saying Donald Trump is the the standard for this, but people are go are capable of going in any direction that they're led. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, I don't have an issue with her saying that Hitler was a good artist and that we should be able to say that he produced something that was good.
0: I mean, <laughs> touching back on MLK, and I think you have a lot more insight into. Him, you know, because you've done more homework, you've been you've been to the South and, you know, been to these different places, and yeah. you've, your view of him has been shaped a lot more thoroughly than mine, right. but isn't there, like, a big thing, I don't think it's a conspiracy, it's more than a conspiracy, but, or maybe it's just fact, I don't know, you tell me, but, like, didn't MLK, like, have, like, a horrible, like, s- s- promiscuous relationships and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, completely unfaithful to, like, his wife and stuff? If I, yes, that... And I'm not comparing killing... Millions of Jews to sleeping with other women, okay? But you see what I mean. Like he's seen as like one of the greatest, right? Right, human beings in in history, and 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 he did a lot, but he also like did bad things and like right. wrong things, ugly things, right? And so, why? What's the difference? Like you know, I say what's the difference? Obviously, like I said, I'm not like comparing killing, you know, uh, so many people and that, but yeah. on a philosophical level, like, what's the difference, you know? I
1: don't think there is one on a philosophical level. Like, if you're capable of breaking your own sense of morality, then the difference between you and Hitler is that Hitler wasn't... Yeah, so why do people... The killer was courageous why with his own like, sense of morality.
0: Look one way, but look the other way type thing on those things. Yeah. What do you think that is? I... I'm... It's confusing I, to me. I don't know. I... I
1: think because they refuse to see God as God. And so their minds become dark and confused and they suppress the truth that they started out knowing. Um, Yeah. And further, I just said that if you do that, then the difference between you and Hitler is that Hitler is courageous and you're not. That is not me saying that I think that Hitler is courageous. What I'm saying is that Hitler went full bore into what he
0: believed. Yeah. And in that vein, when you... He at least owned... Yeah. He at least owned what he believed, even though it was wrong. Yeah, it was completely wrong, like, like deceiving yourself or not being intellectually honest with yourself. Right, like you completely said. wrong, completely inappropriate.
1: And, you know, he deserved what he got, but not because he was less than human. Mm-hmm. You know, it was because actions have consequences. And, you know, he wronged many people, and those consequences pile up and are still piling up, and people are still, you know, f- feeling the weight of it. But... To me, there's not much of a philosophical difference between you and him, when except that he was willing to follow through. Mm. If if you are a hypocrite, if you say, this is who I am, but then you choose not to follow through with who you are, yeah, maybe you're not, you know, (laughs) maybe you're not completely (coughs) following through. Uh, the way that he did, and so the consequences aren't as huge, and so people don't ever see it's just so how deep. terrible you can go. But humanity is humanity's a, a you know a beast. Yeah. Like humanity can go very very deep. I mean, look at all these places in history, and even now where we see evidence of that. I mean, look at slavery. Like yeah. look at where what we what we can do to each other. To think that Hitler was unique. No. What was unique about Hitler was that he was willing to follow through.
0: Yeah, it's just so confusing to me what people like <laughs> will are willing to ignore or something, you know. And it's so like subjective, and yeah, it just confuses me. It really does. Yeah, and, and I want to be clear. I don't think that he should have. Like fallen. how you can live, like how you. That's just a chaotic lifestyle.
1: It's just confusing. Well, what it does is it puts you in a place of cognitive dissonance. Yep. So you're always living in the gap of fact fact value split. Right. Of your fact value split. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and in doing so, you live a lifestyle
0: that's really
1: hard and difficult and ineffectual.
0: You can't maintain it. You just you will fail yourself. (laughs) Like and then what do you do? Like when? does that? What does it lead you then? Like when you when you realize that. Probably to depression or something. I don't know. Pastor Pastor Monty, otherwise
1: known as Chuck Brown, is commenting right now. He says, Hitler was demonically influenced, some might say possessed. I don't know if he was possessed, but he was definitely demonically influenced. I mean, he carried the traits of demonic influence, you know, selfish ambition and dissension and the various things that are found in the book of James, chapter 3. If anybody wants to know, but yeah, I, I want to make it very clear. I in the Bible, yeah, in the Bible, <laughs> I do not admire Hitler's anything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Th- I I don't think that that anybody has the right, based on their own merit, to to give him. I don't know to to speak bad about him. Based on their own merit, yeah. I want to be clear. Yeah. I think based on the Christian standard, yes. we have a right to speak bad about him. But if, you're, if what you think is that somehow you are just you know, space dust that evolved into a woman that's mostly water...
0: Why not kill millions of Jews then? If you want to. Yeah. Why not do anything? Yeah. You constantly talk about your <laughs> motives if you didn't have God. Yes, or you call it, you'd call it, you call yourself or you might be you say you're a sociopath? You would be. I, I think be. I would be a Not sociopath those tendencies. I think that I
1: would be a sociopath. And I know in discussion with some people that's hard for them to like
0: understand but yeah. You know, I cringe when you when you <laughs> tell like new people that <laughs> because like maybe they don't Know exactly what you mean, even after you explain it. That's just such a that's such a red flag thing to say. I would be a sociopath. What? We got some feedback. People don't like what we're saying. No, actually, Lu is
1: uh, Lu is sending me a private message telling me if there's um, it's popping or something. There's static, and I'm looking at it redlining. Let's see if you can turn it down a little bit.
0: The gain. Yeah, turn down the gain a bit. So drop drop on, it down quite a bit. Whose. Both. This is when people have a hard time hearing it on the playback. <clears throat> testing, testing, test. Quick test. Mid-podcast. Yeah.
1: Mid-podcast. So here, let me... Okay, I'm going to adjust it right here on the feed and see what we can do with it. Hold on a second.
0: All right. But yeah, I mean, without that... Without a standard that's bigger than yourself, like Josh was saying, like it's just chaos.
1: You man. want to turn that gain back up a little bit? Sorry about that.
0: And how do you how do you maintain that? You can't maintain that.
1: How's know? that? Anybody who's out there listening, is that better? We're a humble podcast of two, and we produce <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> that's right. I don't see it redlining anymore, so I'm hopeful that that's better. All right. So we'll keep going. You guys can let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think we We killed it.
1: Uh No pun intended, of course. Ooh. Yeah. what i am going to I I w I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with this with Erica.
0: Oh, I hear a much better We're on a first name basis. You agree with Erica in
1: that Oh, I agree with Miss Badu. Ms. Badu, I agree with Miss Badu about the idea that Hitler's artwork. See, I
0: don't. I didn't even know that. Like, I, I didn't, he was a good painter. Like, well, he he would he be seen as like a respectable painter? I well, don't
1: know that. no. In fact, he he flunked out of art school, and some oh, people. Well, there you go. Maybe some she... people credit that as being sort of the start of his anti-Semitism. Yeah, I've, I think I've heard that. But but with that said, um, his his graphic design sensibility is the way he branded is one of the reasons in my opinion yeah, I've heard you. why why his movement was um had such a mind share yeah and there is something to be said and he and he accosted different things like the swastika is a backwards mm-hmm. eastern symbol mm-hmm. but he he had just sort of a really stark understanding of um artwork and you know there's there's something to be said for his talent there So I will agree with her in that. And I don't think that because he was a terrible person who deserved to die for what he did, um, I don't think that that means that he wasn't a good artist. And I think that people who say that are people who are irresponsible and hypocritical. I don't think they would ever want to be judged by that standard.
0: Yeah. And again, just to reiterate, in case there's any confusion, Josh isn't saying he deserved to die because that's what Josh believes in his own personal, you know, um,
1: right, right. In fact, the opposite, if it were based on that, if it, if it were based on that, I would say not that he desert not that he doesn't deserve to die that, but that I would deserve to die just as much as him hmm. and that we would all deserve to die.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. we doing something different. Oh, yeah. We're doing something different this time. And we've got other stuff in the works, too, so we're excited about just the progression of the podcast in general. Right. Um, instead of just basic trivia, because I suck at it, I'm really bad at trivia, apparently. I've lost every single episode for eight episodes straight. That you have. I've, I've gotten some questions right along the way, but... I've been told I suck at trivia, and maybe since it's your podcast or you know you're the host of it, why don't you come up with something that you're good at? (laughs) Because it's like you enjoy like sabotaging yourself, or like (laughs) what they call that like self defamation or something like that. You enjoy like just beating yourself down in the way that you suck at trivia. Yeah. So hopefully there's a
1: masochism. No, that's no. Anyway, go on.
0: Yeah, whatever. So we have a different kind of game trivia, even. And so it's, for lack of a better word, clip trivia. Clip yeah. trivia. So since it's like uh, what Oscar season, we're, we're two weeks away or so, maybe three weeks away, um, we have created a clip trivia game where we've literally scoured the IMDb list of every best picture nominee ever right. in, in Oscar history, and we've queued up some clips from their their respective trailers. And so the game is, you know, play the quick trailer of three to eight seconds, whatever right. it may be. Something short, snippet, and we're supposed to guess what it is. Yeah, and y'all so, can
1: guess along too, those of, you, those of you who are watching. Yeah. And um, we'll come up with a name for for our game at some yeah. point.
0: And we got some other games in the and proce- in, in the works too, which we're excited about, you yeah. know, as I said. But uh, so we don't have a great streamlined way of doing it, so... If I hope you can hear it is what I'll say. I think you can. We tested it. We tested it. We tested it. But so I guess Josh, you can go first. We have about four 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 clips each. a Little clip trivia. Uh, I mean, you've heard kind of this kind of thing on like radios and stuff before, so it's not original. We're not claiming it, but it's fun. So, are we playing our intro music at least? You mean how you play the game? Are you are you talking about?
1: Time to play the game.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and Josh's all-time favorite laugh. All right, yeah, so okay. Josh, here we go. you can go i <laughs> I'm playing first. this off my phone because, you know. Okay, yeah, here yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best Picture nominee from years oh, ago. Mr. Woodruff, what is going on? People are dying. You're nothing more than a common drug dealer. Oh, I know this one. Dallas Buyers Club. Very good. Dallas Buyers yep. Club. Matthew it. McConaughey. All right.
1: While I queue up the next one.
0: Yep, do that. So Josh kind of got a sneak peek this one because this is one of our sample ones, but nevertheless. Ready? Yes. All right, here it goes.
2: You had a conversation with God, huh? What did God say?
1: You know, I heard you playing that one earlier. I have no idea what that is. All right, so you know who it is. No. He's got a distinct voice. Okay, play it. Play it again. Alright.
2: You had a conversation with God, huh? What did God say?
0: You don't recognize that guy's voice? I don't. Really? I don't. You had a conversation with Beautiful.
1: I have no idea who what this This is. This is
0: used to be used to be it's one of my favorite movies, I'd say. I haven't seen it in so many years, but I think it made me cry when I first saw it. Uh you ready? You I'm ready. Crash. Oh, Crash. Yeah, I've seen it once. Yeah, not impressed.
1: I mean it was a good movie. It was a good movie, but it's like I can't I it's not like a movie that I could like keep watching. Well. So who was talking? Ludacris. Ludacris. Okay. It did yeah.
0: it did sound like Luda. You got your next one queued up, so I was what? trying to. Hold on a second. What we're at one nil. Adam's winning, so we looks like we found our game. Are you not <laughs> Are you not we
1: found we found one where Adam will win. Okay, here right, we go. Hit it. Ready? I'm ready. I'll turn this up. Okay, here we go. I'm
2: gonna shoot him anyway. I'll save you the bullet. That
1: was it. Can you play it again? Oh man. Come on, I'll play it for you. All right, right. I'll give you a little bit more of a lead-in.
2: All right. I'll take him. He's got a fractured foot. I'm going to shoot him anyway, I'll save you the bullet.
0: Fractured foot. Shoot him, save you the bullet. I can't recognize any of the voices. One more? Yeah, Hit 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 me one more.
2: Fractured foot. I'm gonna shoot him anyway. I'll save you the bullet.
0: Oh, it's got a fractured foot. Mm. So it's an animal.
1: It could be Oh, don't look at the thread cuz somebody's got it. <laughs> it's
0: got a fractured foot. It's not a dog.
1: L U you are absolutely right.
0: Really? Yeah, he's right. <sighs> mm. Don't look down. I don't have the thread loaded up. Oh, okay. All right, give me it. Give me it. Who Hey, first of all, who's talking? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name oh. okay, who is it? Maybe I can tell you Or tell what the movie is what?
1: It's Seabiscuit
0: Ah, good job, Lu. Chris Cooper, maybe? Is yeah, that
1: yeah, you're right, it is Chris Cooper,
0: yeah I'm pretty good with names uh, I'm gonna give you a big like So, Lu likes horse movies <laughs> All-time favorite horse movie Of the three that there have ever been Uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready You sure you're not too distracted? I I can I know it's distracting when you're trying to load up your next one. I'll get I'll let you t- two seconds. Two. No, dude, it's fine. All right, all right. I got it for me. Ready? Okay.
2: Is as if God created the devil. And gave him.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Again. Sound. Mm. Again. Mm. Yeah. I mean, based on the music, I'd say it's Jaws.
0: Oh, you got it!
1: It is
2: Jaws.
0: It is as if God created the devil and gave him. So, good job, Josh. And I
2: can't deny the fact that you like me, <laughs> right?
0: Good job, now. Sally. Okay. Let's so, where we see. at? Two to one, but I got a, I'm a question up, so we'll see. You are. Okay. Let me cue this up.
1: So, okay, 95 seconds into it. Yeah, I wish there was a better way to do this.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's okay.
1: Wait, that doesn't make sense.
0: 95? Oh, nine seconds. My bad. Okay, hold on. I'm giving you new 10-second clip on my next one. Here we go. I got a long one, too, at the end. All right.
1: Here we go.
2: shot
0: her are you saying that I, I definitely don't need that again it's distinct enough okay that i killed my wife that i crushed her sh- it's an old movie i can tell by the audio all right listen to the voice
1: Let's see if you got the voice all right okay famous voice
0: come on l you That voice is on the tip of my tongue.
1: It's a very famous voice. It's about to get even.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I give up.
1: It's The Fugitive, and that Harrison voice Ford. belongs to Harrison Ford. I was
0: thinking it was her I thought it was like, I don't. I knew it wasn't a Best Picture nominee, but my first guess was What Lies Beneath. Oh, Which yeah. Which is another Harrison Ford Yeah, movie. with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah.
1: White gold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, so I was on the right track. Dang. Now we're even What again. was the movie again? The Fugitive. That's an older movie. Right, 90s or something? It's a great movie. And
1: and there's this scene, I was looking for it, but it wasn't in the trailer I picked, where Harrison Ford, where he's in like this like tunnel, right? And he's like standing at, in the top of the ravine and he's in this tunnel and Tommy Lee Jones chases him to the tunnel and Harrison Ford turns around at the end of the tunnel and he's like, I didn't kill my wife. Oh, yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones is like,
0: I don't care. <laughs> and then he turns around and jumps off the thing. It's all like, right, I said before it's two to one, but actually it's one to one. Okay. We've both gotten one right. Uh, all right, for your third one. Okay. Your penultimate one. Oh, shit, I don't let you look at the video.
2: A day may come when the courage of man fails. When we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day.
1: That sounds like Lord of the Rings.
0: You want it again? Sure. A
2: day may come when the courage of man fails when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is
1: not this day. Um, is
0: it Return of the King? <laughs> yes. I'm nodding my head yes. Yes. That's too epic of a part for me to not want to do that as a trailer. It is Return of the King, Aragorn, giving his final speech. Yes. Uh, So now it's two to one. Okay. So I have to get this final one. You said this is a long one? Yeah. That was my longest one. Yep, it is. All right, I'll cue up my, my last one. You give me your last one. Ready for the final round? Okay. If you were going to say just Lord of the Rings but couldn't name it, I would allow that to be like if it came down to a tiebreaker, you would right. win off of it. But. All right, hit me.
1: Okay. <clears throat> oh, hold on. It's doing one of those things on YouTube where it's like you, yeah. Ads? Oh, yeah, that's what they're called, ads. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, volume all the way up. Here we go. And here we go. Final We walk. have
2: a sacred duty to cure the sick. Not care for circus, Adam.
0: What a dramatic dramatic (laughs) scene without even seeing the video. It's a
1: great movie and a great scene.
0: Is it a black and white movie?
1: It is a black and white movie, but it's not black and white because it's super old. It's black and white by artistic design.
2: I am not an animal.
1: Elephant Man? Good. Good call. You got it. (laughs) 2-2. 2-2. What do we
0: do for a freaking tiebreaker? Was that is that it? No, you have one more. No, that was it that was my last one. I have one more for you. Oh, you no. could win it with this one.
1: Good job, L.U. You got a ring in earlier though.
0: Did he say Elephant Man? He said
1: Elephant Man and Lord of the Rings return of the wow, King. He's, he's got
0: three. He's pretty yeah. good. Good job, Lu.
1: Alright, final one. Okay, here we go.
0: Oh come on, I had it before. I'm willing to meet my Whoa whoa. whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs>
1: This is our two-man show. (laughs) We need a producer. I'm
2: willing to meet my creator and ask for every shot that I took. (sighs) One
0: more time for you. Okay.
2: I'm willing to meet my creator as for every shot that to
1: it's a military movie
0: fantastic movie
1: with okay, it's a military movie uh okay, <laughs> don't look at the thread. <laughs> I'm not looking down uh i uh, okay, it's a military movie. And I can't remember the name of any of any of those <laughs> military movies. So not, not good enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Um, gosh. Okay. The something. Uh, it's not Full Metal Jacket. The something. Uh,
0: I'll take the loss. What is it? It's a tie. You take the tie. I take the tie. What is it? All right. So in honor... I mean, in honor of the train wreck, pun intended, mm-hmm. movie that I saw last night, which was 1517 to Paris. Which is so
1: sad to hear. It is it's sad. Because,
0: and it's because it's a true story. And so you hate to call it a train wreck. I saw 1517 to Paris last night. It was so bad. Just see it at your own discretion or at your own whatever. But... Chose a better movie, American Sniper. Ugh! Ah, okay, American Sniper, yeah. Bradley Cooper.
1: I think that's Chris the Kyle. movie That's the movie I was thinking, but then I know that you like that other movie, but then I kept trying to think, it doesn't what sound like movie? Jake Gyllenhaal. What other movie? That movie. I swear you like that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where he's uh, in... in the, is it Jarhead? No.
0: Jarhead's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Black I, Hawk uh, Down? No, not Black Hawk Down. A jacket is in the name Jacket I don't know I don't know either I don't know But we tied <sighs> A 2-2 tie You came that much closer To beating me
0: Looks like I found my game Looks like you found your game I'll be honest I pulled Elephant Man Out of nowhere <laughs> Out of nowhere Like I was ready To just throw it in And Nice then, ah, Yeah Nice Who did that movie? Who directed it? Oh man I don't remember It's someone big Ah uh, whatever We've spent enough time on this. Yeah, we have. That was fun. Yeah, if not, not sm- as smooth. <laughs> Especially now makes.
1: that the sound is fixed.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Thanks, Lu, for participating. Wherever in the world you you come from, or you're, you're you're broadcasting from. I'm pretty sure he's from Mexico. Ah, yes. Well, we we like our Mexican viewers so, and we support them if they support us. So thank you, <laughs> thank you, Mexico and the Mexican people. Yes. <laughs> All right, a uh, couple topics left, and they sort of bleed into each other. So, let's see which one first. Yeah, so the Uma Thurman Quentin Tarantino. Right. So for those that of you that have been tracking that, Uma Thurman like finally gave her grand reveal or speech. She was right. sitting on it for a while until right. like she was comfortable or till ready the time to, was right, ready to. Yeah. Disclose, you know, her experiences um, with Weinstein, Weinstein, and apparently Quentin Tarantino. it's so, kind of confusing. Is she like saying no bad things? She's no. just saying apparently. All right, so she's obviously, just she was talking about her experiences with Weinstein, and they're not good, they're more of not to downplay it or to belittle it, but more of what you've been hearing. And we don't want to, we're right. not trying to harp on that. We've harped on that enough, but. She was saying – she was describing experience, she's experiences she had on set with Tarantino and th- the that at which he went to, like, be authentic, right? Sort of.
1: She actually wasn't – well, unless you're talking about the driving. Are you talking about the driving? I'm talking
0: about multiple things. That's one of them. Okay, yeah. For the driving, that's true. Okay, so she yeah, basically was saying okay, so for those of you that don't know, like when she was filming Kill Bill, there's a scene. It's the last scene they shot. They were done with everything else. Yeah, so she's driving in a car down a road and it's you know, it's a close up of her face when she's driving uh, you know, if you've seen the movie it's in black and white, I think. Mm-hmm. And she was instructed to drive at this speed in order to capture like the wind in her hair and right. yada 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 blah blah blah. Whoops. Um but
1: but as she was driving down, but they had to change something last minute and Uma Thurman is kind of like afraid of driving.
0: Something like that. Yeah,
1: she doesn't like to drive and they had to change something last minute. So she ended up going down the other way instead of the way that they were going to go because it's like it's a straight, a straight road. And so the way that they were going to go was straight. But for some reason on the other side, if you were going the other way, it had like a An little S-, S curve. Yeah. And so yeah. she
0: crashes into a tree and right now supposedly has like lifelong issues with her injuries knees, or complications with like her, whatever body parts. Um, and then there's other stuff too. Like if you remember kill bill, it's a big favorite of yours, but when she's like, um, dead or half dead, you know,
2: after all right. shot up the, the, the police, the sheriff. I don't remember who does it. Well, who does it to the point is
0: in is actually Quentin Tarantino himself. Right, in the well, no, I think it was Michael Madsen's character who did it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's actually Quentin Tarantino that does it though. The director does yeah, it. Yeah, like you don't see it cuz it's off-screen, but he wanted it to be him because he didn't want it to be someone else who would keep messing up the scene and yeah, in the movie it's it's gross in the movie, right? And right. It, it's not something that's seen as positive by any means. But now it's like been brought to light and just it's, – it's just one thing amongst many that's like women are mistreated in the industry or whatever. So like she was spit on. She was choked with the real chain. Her, her recommendation – in order to like capture a look you know yeah
1: um, to actually be suffocated
0: yeah and then the car thing even though she like was advocating for herself that she's uncomfortable with that but he was kind of dickish apparently and he admits it about it and like didn't want to hear it just do the freaking scene type thing right um, and he, he cops to that and says that it's one of his biggest regrets or whatever but the question and I don't know where we want to go with this exactly but the question is just like I don't know is it Is it okay? You know, like for the sake of the art, right? Right. And, you know, the links at which people... And it happens to men and women. And I was just listening to a podcast. It's it's relevant because of women and, you know, the, the social climate with that. And so now it's like a hot, hot, hot button. Right. But I was just listening to a podcast yesterday with another actor. And he was describing like multiple... Incidents, and he's had like you know a 30 year career in the industry and he's been like punched in the face and stuff for the sake of the scene and authenticity and and he he described it as like that's that's just what you do like as an actor as an actor right 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 like you want to also get the most um uh what do you call that Realistic or right. whatever, right uh, it's part of your craft, right, and so you're willing to like sacrifice and put your body through things in order to like you know make it the most real product you can, but like I said, now it's a super hot issue because of the women being mistreated in the industry in general, like sexually mistreated and now right there's a just perception that's being given about it, yeah, mm-hmm. and so I don't know where do we want to go with that, I guess
1: well, I guess for me. So, you know, I, I read the I read the breakdown on Kill Bill when Uma Thurman first released it, and I gotta be honest, that was a little bit sad for me because I feel like it tarnished, to some degree, the reputation of Kill Bill. Yeah, I agree. Um, which is difficult for me because I think that Kill Bill is a masterpiece, and I love it. Um, one and two together, it's like easily, it's, yeah, it's a masterpiece. But with that said, then I read Quentin Tarantino's response to it, and it was a little bit... Disheartening, the both the comments that came after his response, and then also the apparent misrepresentation that had taken place, because, like, for instance, one of the things that Quentin notes—we're on first terms again, Erica and Quentin—yeah, one of the things that Q notes, (laughs) Mr. Tarantino, is that um, there wasn't was that Uma Thurman wasn't quoted on those things like if you read the if you read the interview that was done is it Dowd I can't remember who did the interview yeah, I don't know but the interview that was done if if you read it she, when she talks about the fact that um Uma Thurman was spit on or choked um by the director it's not in quotes because Uma Thurman did so talk the, with her about So it's the journalist's it. It's spin pros. It
0: spinning it right it's prose like she's creating a narrative mm. and <clears throat> another one of those things man like what yeah. can you believe you know yeah, like what is the actual truth of the right so she's she's created a narrative and and
1: quentin said that um and this is this has been confirmed since but he said that he was there with uma when it was when it was um like, the Sunday before it was released, and then he, like, went and had breakfast with her the day after it was released, or something like that. Because they, like, worked... interesting. They worked together... Because she still respects him. They, so they worked together to... Because with its release came, like, footage the footage of the car crash. Okay. They worked together to go into the studio and find and find the actual footage of the car crash. Mm. So Quentin, like, pulled strings on his end to get her the footage, and they released this, um, and she did this interview, and in the interview, we have a comment down here that just popped up. Oh, from Chuck Brown. Hollywood is suffering from role confusion. Am, am I me or am I playing someone?
0: Is it me? Oh. <clears throat> but um, that'll... That'll bleed into the next topic, Chuck. Yeah. But, but anyway,
1: yeah. So he was a part of this whole um, interview. Releasing every, all the information. All of it. And, yeah. and he said, yeah, it put a damper on their relationship. The whole car thing put a damper on their relationship because he didn't go through the proper channels. He didn't think it was a big deal. But he wasn't involved in the cover-up that took place. Because there was an apparent cover-up that took place, and mm. she's surmising that it was a Weinstein cover-up. Mm. Um, because she I didn't had, know all that because of the stuff that had gone on between them. So she was surmising that it was a Weinstein cover-up that took place. And then this whole thing about him choking her and stuff—that's something that was added for prose later. Um, but yeah, when you go back and you look at it, I think that what he says is true. You know, like he basically what he said is, "How could anybody else?" Um, spit on her
0: How how could he be okay As the director right. of the film Allowing that to happen
1: Right It's part of
0: the script It's a script that she had read That she was a part of That she knew about And by the way These people have like contracts You know Like right. they agree to this 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 and this Right It's part of the script That she read She knew about She was comfortable with it She wanted to do it
1: right And if it had been somebody else There would be Um, It would be how could he have somebody else do that to her? They would be completely uncomfortable. What do you get, a professional spitter? Yeah. Like, you're not going to have the cameraman or the grip or somebody else spit on her. So, the other thing is, it because it was a first-person shot, he knew exactly where he wanted that spit to go. And so, as the director, he can sort of direct his spit, mm. <laughs> like, at the same time. So, Versus tell someone... Right. I kinda of want you to spit <laughs> Right, and then it's kind of uh, gross to talk about. And but. and he said that she he said that he would give her three takes and if she didn't if she wasn't okay with it, then they wouldn't do a fourth. But I think they did four takes and she was she was okay with it, you know, getting it to what they wanted it to be. And then the same thing you alluded to with the chain, um he didn't actually want to choke her, but she she
0: recommended it. She said it wasn't
1: uh, real enough, mm-hmm. and so she wanted, she wanted to go into the suffocation mode that you get in your eyes yeah. and so this is my problem is that this that story, which was crafted by Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. has now been taken by the media and used to uh,
0: you know to for its own agenda and like we've talked about before. Once that's published, damage is done. Yeah. Like, it... I mean, you know, fortunately for Tarantino,
1: he's somewhat of a bad boy in that regard. Like, he's known for not caring and... But, like, yeah, damage is done.
0: It's crazy. It's it's just instant and it's everywhere. Yeah, and
1: some of the comments that people say about...
0: And now it's one of these things, though, too. Like, if you're a man and you're commenting on it, you're just part of the problem. You know? Like, you can't comment on it. Shut up. Yeah. It's not your time. Right. You know? And so wh- like, where do you go from there? Like there's if if the if the conversation is shut down before it even begins, then like what what are they trying to accomplish? I don't know. Right. It's just one of those another one of those things. Um but uh, and, and, and I just want to say
1: Uma Thurman went on record as saying that she was not attacking Quentin Tarantino.
0: She specifically said, like yeah. I want it to be yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, I, I
1: never intended to attack Quentin, I think is what she said.
0: To Chuck Brown's comment about Hollywood having an identity crisis, is that what he said?
1: Yeah, well, a role confusion.
0: Am but... I me or am I the character I'm playing? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's an interesting segue because <clears throat> James Franco um, was snubbed, if you believe that. Snubbed, I do. I think he was snubbed um, of a, like an Oscar nomination for that.
1: Playing Tommy Wiseau.
0: For the disaster artist, which who
1: apparently wants to play the Joker,
0: have you heard about that? Tommy Wiseau. Wants to Tommy
1: Wiseau play? wants to play the Joker in the Scorsese yeah, movie the origin that movie. was going to be DiCaprio, but now is Joaquin Phoenix. What? Seriously? Yeah,
0: that's official. It's anyway, not. It's not official, but digre, digre but he right.
1: wants to play the Joker. Interesting. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Um, I kind of just want to see it.
2: Yeah.
1: To see it, that guy you know, is,
0: he's a character, but. Um yeah, the question is so he's he's being snubbed um amidst allegations which they are still just allegations as far as I know up right. to this point. He's been completely snubbed and shunned even um by that community which I mean, what is that called when the snake eats its tail? Ouroboros. That's what Hollywood is. Yeah, Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah. Um but he's being shunned because of these different things, but the question and and like Chuck just Asked or suggested is like, is that right? Is that right to do that to someone in a in a specific event that's held yearly to honor someone's art or whatever you know, actors and directors and blah 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 blah. Right. Like, does that belong there? Is that the pl- is that the the time and place for that? Um, and should he be, like be facing those consequences? It's I don't believe so. I don't agree with it. I think I think that. Yeah. First of all, I think it's hypocritical and, like I said, the Ouroboros or whatever. (laughs) So, like, not many years ago, recently, uh, they were, like, applauding Roman Polanski, right? For, like, his his, penis. Roman Polanski, yep. And what's the deal with Roman Polanski? He, like, raped a a young girl, was, like, found guilty of that or something. He can't come back. But they, like, were willing to, to, like, whatever that, then, like... It's just another one of those things, like, like we were just talking about today. Like, why is it? Why do we turn our cheeks on it this time and and for this person and this reason? But now, no. And it's just like it's just a mess. The whole that whole industry is yep. a gosh damn mess, and it's confusing and hypocritical and, yeah. I, I sort of feel sad for James Franco. I mean, obviously if those things are true that sucks and it's not right it's not good but it, up till now like it's just allegations and this whole guilty till proven innocent switch that we have in our society is unfortunate and is anti what this like whole country is founded on right and um, yeah I think that that's wrong to put that in that that space because it's not like James Franco is being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize here
1: you know, right? Although knowing him, maybe one day he's going to
0: <laughs> knowing his try ambitions. Make, yeah, trying to make that he's happen. Like a college professor or something at certain times of the year.
1: Yeah, Roman Polanski. Yeah, I mean that's sort of a good example of. I mean that's his his stuff is heinous. I mean, mm-hmm. I just pulled him up. Really his quickly. whole life
0: is crazy because he but his, his wife are, his movies are jacked. His up, like too. wife was killed by. Uh, uh, not uh, him. Not Manson's the guy himself. Yeah, h- henchman. Whatever Sharon mean. Sharon Tate? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, one of Manson's people. So, like, that's crazy, and then, like, he's found guilty of this, and it's like, this guy's life is crazy. It was, n- it was
1: 1977. It was a 13-year-old named Samantha Grimer, and he was found guilty of all charges, accepted a plea bargain, um, and then on the day that he was supposed to be sentenced, or right around that time, he fled to France, and... Yeah, and he's been there.
0: And then thirty years later, and he still makes movies. And thirty years later, made The Pianist, and won a Best Director Oscar, and got a standing ovation. Right, a standing ovation. Right. You know,
1: but now, well, and, and actors will go over there specifically to, to work be in him. his movies. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. what the hell? Like, what is that? Right. It's confusing. And it's, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like what you said. It's 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 hypocritical. Um, they just turn on them.
0: They turn on each other. I,
1: I, I mean, I hope that they. I hope that if they're going to be consistent, they be consistent in in that way. I hope it extends back to Roman Polanski. I know that there's some stuff going on with Woody Allen. Yeah, that is, it seems to be extending back to Woody Allen. And I wonder if they would are, like
0: revoke his, or something like that. Like pull his pull his best. Like strike it from the records or something.
1: I, I wonder how far back that goes if they were to do that, you know, like to who like the different people that they shouldn't have given something to, but they did. And,
0: and it's just, it's, I mean, it's the common undercut of this whole thing, right? Is like people being dynamic people, right? Like right. being able to create and do good things, but also so yeah, so it goes back
1: to that question: Should the art be separated from the artist? And so we take a look at Erica Badu and we look at her statement about Hitler. Mm-hmm. So should Hitler's art, if he submitted it to an art contest, knowing that he was Hitler, yeah.
0: would he should he be allowed to compete?
1: Yeah, would he be <laughs> a- allowed to compete in, in you know, in, in that competition? That's an interesting question. Um. I'm going to go with biblically no he shouldn't be.
0: What do you mean by that? Or how do you mean by that?
1: Well, God cares about the character of things. He cares less about what the person does and more about the character and says that the character is what creates what somebody, you know, ultimately does. So, <clears throat> if somebody if somebody goes and you know, if if you look into the heart of somebody and they, they show themselves to be this type of person, then I don't think that he would let them compete in that competition. I don't think that he would say, hey, that's bad art. I think he would say, you're not qualified to represent this award. Does that make sense? Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, maybe Franco shouldn't be qualified to represent the... the um. What's it called? Shouldn't be qualified to represent the Oscars. But with that said, if that's the case, like, they have to be consistent.
0: Yeah, that's, is that even a standard that can be upheld? Right. And what does it become at that point? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, people are dynamic.
1: Yeah. It's difficult. And, you you know, I, I mean, I know, like, look at the Wonder Woman thing. I think we talked about that. Where it's like they're sort of cherry picking directors and who they're going to producers based upon, you know what their, um, you know uh, uh, people allege about them. So like, like, I I wonder like when film studios are going to be like, well, we're not going to work with this director simply because they wouldn't be qualified it to get me us this award. Of
0: like this. So you know have you, you know, like these algorithms that are like in social media and stuff. So you like one thing and now your whole page or whatever is just inundated with that, 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 Yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so like you're like put in this box. Right. This is Adam Kunkel or this is Josh McGarry. This is what they like. And so this right. is what we're going to feed them, feed them, feed them, feed them, feed them. Right. Like, is that what that becomes? Yeah. Like what they're asking for us. It's kind of the,
1: the Will and Grace uh, – <laughs> what was it? The Will and Grace TiVo – have you ever heard that bit?
0: Believe it or not, I'm not a huge Will and Grace fan.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there was an old bit with the TiVo. You remember the TiVo? I mean, I, I know the DVR. Yeah.
1: So there was an old bit where I can't remember who the comedian was, but he was just talking about how he he was like in the middle of an episode of Will and Grace. It had like come on, and he oh, it's Patton Oswalt. I think it was Patton Oswalt. Okay. And he was talking about how he's in the middle. He was, like, doing something else. Will and Grace came on. He thought, oh, that's interesting. And so he hit the record button to watch the one episode. And now his TiVo, like, records only Will and Grace and, like, countercultural things because it thinks that's the only thing about him that he likes. Yeah. That is similar. It's kind of like that. (sighs) have to look up that bit.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's That about sums it up. Did you want to talk about The Shack? I do think we need to talk about The Shack. We can make uh, it quick ish. Sure. Can we make it quick ish? Yeah,
1: we can make it quick ish.
0: So, we watched The Shack recently, which was a movie that came out like maybe last year, maybe the year before that. Yeah. So, it's not exactly like, you know, hot news or something. Right. Hot movie, but no. But it's something that, for has, some, reason, some one of our friends. It's in the
1: Christian. Yeah, like, one of our ethos. friend's
0: mom, like, as most. Yeah, one of our friend's mom watched it and was like, you have to watch this. It's such a beautiful movie and yada, yada, yada. And it um, it was a big book, you know, back in the early 2000s, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and Christian people were all about it, unfortunately. But, oh, yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> so we watched it, and of course we watched it, you know, with eyes open and ears open type thing. And Right. We watched
1: it with <sighs> our pastor brains on.
0: If I'm being honest, like... At first viewing or whatever, like, there was a couple things that were, like, "Mm, I don't know about that, you know? Yeah. Um, But overall, like, my initial (sighs) perception of it was, like, okay, first of all, I thought it was boring. Like, as a movie, it was boring. Yeah. But in terms of, like, being a, a critic, like, a Christian critic of it, I thought that it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be.
1: I think that it wasn't as bad as we were expecting it to be, for sure.
0: Right, that's a good way of putting it. But there were things that, man, I wish we had that article on Q. Because there were some good points in it? But there were things that were like, eh, and then like artistic, artistic um, right. decisions that were made. that were like, eh, but you like they're artistic decisions. So right. like, how much can you like really right. land base them? But what was some of the main ones? Like there was, there was. Like, they, they took away God's sovereignty or implied that God didn't have complete sovereignty. So, there was yep. that. Mm-hmm. There was no, they removed the concept that God, like, punishes sin, right? Right.
1: Sin and just kind of, that's not there.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a movie that's, like, love and uh, positive, you know? Right. Like, without the you know, consequent side of living. Right. And, and, ch- right. it felt this-
1: very cheerleader for the emergent church.
0: Yeah, sure. And then what else was there? There was one more big one. Do you remember? Um,
1: there was something about the way that the Holy Spirit and the... There was something about the way the Trinity interacted with each other, not the least of which being that God the Father was portrayed mostly as a woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some things that theologically I would take issue with, but...
0: It's not, a, it's not like a theological... It's not a treatise, treatise, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah, even if that's the case... It's like,
1: analogical. It's like trying to teach you about God by giving you an example. Nobody thinks that it's trying to give you a theological treatise, so it's like, you know, they gave that line that, um, I didn't think you could handle a man right now, so, you know. and oh, like, yeah. Like, there's a part of me that says, okay, like, you know, God gives us what we need in, in the moment, and he... You know, he comes to the Israelites as you know a pillar a pillar of fire, and he comes as a cloud and and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then also, God's role
0: as Father is is it's an infinite role; it's part of the Trinity. So, wasn't there something yeah. weird when he was like having a conversation about like with Wisdom, with the personification, the character Wisdom? Was there something weird there? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was weird. Like that whole interaction?
1: Yeah, the whole interaction was weird. Yeah. There was just a real sense that God is sort of waiting for man to evolve to a point of being able to have meaningful relationship with him, and God just wants people to evolve that way, and as long as those people, you know, put their faith in God to to like evolve that way, then everything will be fine. But what they, so there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, sort of, um, pandering to reason and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is that's not, that's not what the Bible represents about who God is. Like, and it's not what the Bible represents about who man is. And if that is God, here's, you know, my question to the author of the shack, so feel free to call us. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure they that will. you
0: will. But, I'm sure they will.
1: Um, my question to the author of the shack is: if that is who God is, if God is a God who just simply wants, you know, sort of the best for us, no matter what, and He's sort of this like, uh, like enabling sort of parent, you know, more more of a, a helicopter. More, yeah, but more more of a of a of a psychiatrist, like a counselor. Mm. Um my question is, why did Jesus have to die? That's this is what I don't get, because nowhere in the shack do we see a representation of the crucifixion except yeah, the, in the hands of God the, God the, Father. God the Father, who's yeah. played by a woman, um you know, bears bears the mark bears the marks of, of the crucifix in, in, or of the crucifixion in her hands. That's it. Nowhere do we see, um, sort of a need for that. Because if there's no sin in the world, then the world's not so bad. It's just people messing up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, then why do we, why did Christ die on the cross for yeah. our sins? And
0: that's where this movie, for those of you that are still here, that's where it fell like massively short is it failed to, it failed to explain why Jesus in, yeah, in what it was presenting in its in its movie and probably its book. I don't know. I heard the book is worse. Did you have? To yeah, yeah, it? yeah. That's like there's that's a more, way more controversial. It's it's
1: kind stuff. of how I felt about the Da Vinci Code.
0: It's like that the book is worse.
1: Well, like, I know probably. it was. You the yeah, the Da Vinci Code is a great book. It's a great piece of fiction. It's trash, but it's a great piece of fiction in terms of its prose. It's,
0: yeah.
1: its narrative style. And I remember talking to some Roman Catholics who were protesting outside of our home theater and telling them that they had to go oh, protest theater? on the street, and because you know they couldn't stand on our parking lot as they were protesting, and none of them had read the book. <laughs> and um, and I remember talking them with them about it, and I was like, "Well, we'll see what the movie's actually like." Yeah, the movie wasn't nearly as blasphemous as the book. It was mm. it was way watered down, and that appears to be what the shack is like. It's yeah, so very watered down.
0: Yeah, so to sum it, sum it up, don't go into it expecting your whole Christian worldview to be shaped.
1: If you do, then then you should probably go back and read the Bible. Just
0: because, just yeah, just the Bible.
1: That's a that's a problem if that <laughs> if that movie shapes your Christian worldview. God, yeah,
0: that is a problem.
1: That's a real problem.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it w- not breaking news, but you know, relevant for our podcast and what we're talking about here. So felt felt like we should talk about it because it's relevant for us and what we just right watched it. So yeah, I don't know. Let's, we got a
1: comment. Somebody wants to. Somebody wants to. Okay, Lucy Brown says, our <laughs> let me read." <laughs> Let me read Chuck Brown's statement. It says, Hollywood is a cesspool of confusion. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with him. And hypocritical behavior. Look at the recent film glorifying predatory sexual advances towards underage males juxtaposed against the Me Too movement. Wow. What film are you talking talking about, about, Chuck Brown? The recent film glorifying Predatory? predatory sexual advances towards underage males. Spotlight?
0: I don't know. Which is a few years
1: ago? I don't know. I don't know. Specific. You'll have to tell us. Mm-hmm. And then Lucy Brown says, "Artistic liberties usually dim the actual message of a story. Factor in the actors and directors' interpretations, and the actual story depends on the viewer's understanding." Well, that's the thing with the shack, because it is all about the viewer's understanding, just like it's all about the reader's understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't read the book. Don't yeah. watch the movie. Read,
0: read the Bible. Read if the Bible. You want to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything.
1: Read the Bible, and, and, and anybody who says that the shack has changed them or it's transformative, I would, I would, avoid, um, I would avoid asking that person for... <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to say, I would avoid all contact with them. <laughs> Honestly, I would... I would, I would avoid
1: walking... them from your lives. I would avoid walking into that situation thinking that that is a person that maybe you should get some spiritual advice from, because clearly that person hasn't, doesn't really understand what, what they're seeing. So yeah,
0: Say a prayer for them.
1: And then send them to us, and so we'll, we'll talk to them. For them.
0: Then. So, all right. Well, that about wraps it up. Just you know, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in today's topics or just staying relevant, go ahead and check out Culture Insanity at WordPress or you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Culture Insanity. Uh, thank you for those people that you know participated. In this episode it was fun to have yep. your uh, your participation and to play off what you were talking about so, and useful
1: for our audio. Yeah.
0: Exactly yeah thanks for helping if you have something that you're personally interested in, reach out to us on any of those platforms um, we're excited about our new director and producer that's going to help us really be viral on those platforms that's the plan in, in theory so look forward to that moving forward and you know reach out to us on those on those platforms like I said we're, we're looking to have a stronger presence so if you're interested in exploring your faith or are completely new to Christ or the Bible, you can check out the Help tab on blog. Later this month on the 25th of 25th. February in Selwood at Emmanuel Lutheran Church.
1: And live on Facebook at 7 o'clock.
0: And live on Facebook. You can look for the event on ABF's Facebook page. It'll be on, on ABF's
1: Facebook page, and it'll also be on... I mean, we'll have the video up on Culture Insanity, as well as the other VRN programs like Truth Time and... <clears throat> Um, the viral vigil,
0: the second cross examination panel, uh, which will be you know some local pastors talking about this month is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yep. Holy Spirit. So that is at Emmanuel Lutheran in Selwood, Oregon, at seven p.m. at Pastor David Zimke's church, Emmanuel Lutheran. So and on look Facebook forward to live. that. You can ask questions, submit questions. Uh, how hashtag cross x. Hashtag
1: you cross put them x. out there. You can put them on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll we'll grab them.
0: So, yeah, so we look forward to your participation in that and hope that you can tune in or be there in, in, in the physical. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, I'm just Jones in press. We are
2: men, full-grown <laughs> men, and we teach children lessons. So with that,
0: thanks for tuning in to Episode 9.
2: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Leithea Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.